grown man-ish podcast in full effect. Your boy Bowtie Fresh up and through this piece. And you know who else is in here. Let them know. King of Rock! No, one I feel like I've been listening to one DMC. Is <laughs> one higher. Yeah. Fucker MCs. Call me sire. All I, hey, all I need is some Adidas. I got some shell to Adidas in my room somewhere. I just can't find. I got like two or three pair of them. What's going on, I boss? dig it, I dig it. What's happening with you, Mike J? What's the hey. business, my brother? Hey, man, resurrected after a hard-ass week, bro. Oh, man, hey, yo, the mayo was it was a plenty this week. But we'll get to that later, oh. man. But more important things, bro, you had a birthday, man. How was your birthday? What you do? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, bow tie, bow tie fresh. Got, got another little notch on the bow tie. Making things happen out here. I had a good, I had a good birthday, man. I literally didn't do too much of anything. Uh, I, I, I put it on my Snapchat. Say how real fathers spend their birthday. So my uh, funny little story, real quick. I, I spent some of the morning at my youngest. Well, both my sons had to go to the same school, but in my youngest son's class, um, they have this thing called a fun run, and it's kind of a, like an accomplishment thing for things that they've done throughout the year, and um, like perfect attendance and and on a roll and good grades, and they do it like a little fundraiser type thing. So I went to that, but here's how this played out. So my son asked. It's me. My birthday was yesterday, Thursday, February 21st. Pisces season, just letting y'all know. Hmm. But my son, my son uh, asked me on Wednesday, said, uh, Daddy, are you coming to the fun run tomorrow? And I said, well, I don't know, buddy. And he was like, uh, he said, well, my, my birthday gift to you is you coming to the fun run and having lunch with me. <laughs> so, oh, I said, so, so, so I said, so I said, so what you're saying is that your, your present to me is your presence and your time. Is that what you mean? And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, daddy." I'm like, "I'm like, if this if this kid ain't like a like a young little arrogant little shit snapper, <laughs> like, this dude said that his time and presence is gonna be my birthday present from him." But nonetheless, man, he, he's a he's a, he's a first grader, man. So you know, you don't you expect just about anything from from kids that age. But you know, I enjoyed it. I, I love my, Mike J knows everybody know who knows knows Bowtie Fresh, my kids in my world. So, you know, I had a good time out there celebrating him and his accomplishments and all that good stuff, man. But other than that, man, I went to my other happy place, which would be Target. Hey man. <laughs> Target. Hey. I spent some time up in Target and got me some got me, you know, a couple little things while I'm up in there and just kind of meandered around and just Did you get you know, some boot did you get some boot cut jeans since you're getting close to 40, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have no boot cut jeans, man, but I did chat on my inner MJ with the hoop earring. Y'all know oh. how I roll. <laughs> man, you came up in there, he's like, shit, I'm killing him. I'm almost 40. Let me throw a little bit of pink lotion in my uh, hair. Oh, shit. Yeah, <laughs> That's girl, here I come. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> nah, man, but I had a good birthday, man. I had a good birthday. All my, all my family and, you know, my brothers, you know, shout out to all my brothers, you know, that that uh rapper in the group chat and all that type of stuff and everybody showed a lot of love to me yesterday a lot of family and, and things like that so uh, i had a good birthday man i cannot I cannot complain man a day a day above ground and another day to, to spend with my with my sons um it's a beautiful thing man so that's bow tie fresh man you know i'm official oh my my youngest brother said i'm official og status my trout season is in the building so hey man <laughs> hey, there, there, there it is. You're going to sit back and be the type of cat wearing uh wearing them damn old man sandals and socks. 
Hey, you know. hey, man, hey, man, shout out to Spice Adams, man. Me, hey. me and Spice Adams might have to do a collab or something, man. And that's a for show sure right on. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Bluetooth all day and night. <laughs> hey, man, right. so, uh, yo, man, you know, on, on like, I believe on your birthday, ain't that the day that Malcolm X passed? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. That's, that's the day that he was assassinated, you know, yeah, and it's, it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm a really like Malcolm X and, you know, a lot of things that, that he spoke about and things that he stood for and, it's crazy that something something so tragic happened on my birthday, and um, I always see it every year. You know the different, um, especially with social media, different posts and things like that. So, yeah. real somber in effect, man. But you know, Mike, let me let me ask you about uh, Malcolm X, man. You, it's one of one of your degrees. You are a connoisseur and and, and guru of African American history and literature and that sort of deal. So, in your opinion, man, what what was Malcolm X's impact on the culture, bro? Uh, I think I think Malcolm X impact is in three parts. You know, I think the fact that you should, you should, you should, you, to me, you know, you see the growth as if you know read his you know autobiography from going from you know when his father was murdered and getting to a life of crime and going to prison and how the nation like saved his life and then growing mm-hmm. the nation. I was reading something and thinking the uh, Caribbean today because you know Malcolm X's mother was from Grenada. And, you know, he's talking about how he helped grow the, you know, I'm not sure about the number, the nation from like 500 to 30,000 during the time he was there. And then the issue, and the issues he had, you know, and then as the growth, you see, you know, the issues with Elijah Muhammad after, you know, after, you know, Malcolm X had found out about Elijah was out here dipping in the flop. And then, you know, the fact of, you know, you know, Malcolm made that comment about Kennedy. He went to, you know, he went overseas and this saw like, you know, the, that his his life changed and his views changed. So you've seen Malcolm after he started Muslim Mosque One and the Organization of African American Unity. So you've seen somebody who was really more willing to work with other people and his eyes were changed. So I think that's the impact. I mean, culturally, I mean, I think it was just different to see a black man in those times to be, you know, be really willing to stand, step up and stand out. Because, you know, they, mm-hmm. people compare Dr. King. Dr. King was mad militant if you read his, if you actually read his stuff. Because taking the I have a dream, you know, 10 minutes blurb on a speech is not what he was. But, you know, Malcolm right. was different. You know, you can see the imagery of him, you know, having a gun mm-hmm. by the window and basically, you know, you know, telling people that, hey, we are in a situation like we didn't land on Plymouth Rock, it landed on us. And I'm quoting some of the stuff from the movie. But just the fact of him just being like, hey, yo we don't really mess with y'all. We need to have our own. And not saying Marcus Garvey did all that stuff too, but I bring that back. This to say, you see the growth of Malcolm X. Culturally, sure. you know, this, you, you've seen, you know, a black man that was strong, but then a black man who evolved. And Malcolm right, right. was assassinated at 39. We don't know what type of great thing. Yeah, also, Dr. King assassinated at 39. What kind of great things that either one of them could have done if they would have, you know, if they would have been, you know, lived longer. Because I really right. truly think this, it had been like the sky was the limit of those two gentlemen of what they could have did, not only for, for black people, but for, for, you know, for the world, because they, they were yes. thinkers. And, you know, yeah, I, like, I like that you bring up, I like that you bring up the, the evolution of Malcolm X because a lot of time for me, uh, that's what I think about for Malcolm X when I think about him. Of course, you have, you know, like you just said, you know, a lot of different quotes and um, some of the, you know, images that you see. But for, for, for Bowtie Fresh, um, his evolution was key to me because I, I feel like as a, as, a, as a black man, but as a man in general, um, it's important to go through those evolutions. And, you know, I, I have younger brothers. Um, I'm, I'm the oldest boy in my family, and I try to kind of lead by example 
Um, but I also try to let them know that, you know, it, it's okay that when you begin to go through the different phases, you know, I was, I was 19, 20, 22, 23. I, you know, you, you go through, you know, the, the, I know everything phase and the tough phase. And then you go through that humbling phase. And, you know, so I, I, I try to, to, to show and, and uh, kind of emphasize the importance of you're going to, as a man, it's okay. Don't, don't be fearful of those things. Don't think that it's a sign of weakness or anything like that. Accept them and try to learn as much as you can. I think that that was something for me that was great from Malcolm X is that he took each one of those situations that he was in and he was able to evolve and grow from it. But he also done a very good job at blending them. Like, again, like you said, he was 39 when he was murdered, but he did a really good job at blending each of those experiences and each of those evolutions to make him the man that he was before his, before his passing. So uh, for me, that that is one big thing that stands out to me for Malcolm X. Yeah, I mean, and and, and even like just to talk about us, our evolution. I mean, people who know us, like yo, we's mad. Like, let's just keep it real. We's mad, both mad, arrogant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yo, we's feeling ourselves like tough shit. And I, my humbling came when I was 20, and mm -hmm. life like really changed for me. And I'm not gonna get into what happened, but life. Right, right change and it took a while because i was still a hard head know-it-all i figured that you know i would get through it and i figured my arrogance would get through and you know you had your issues later but i mean but yeah. that evolution as a man and growth is like growth is like to me uncomfortable show signs of growth i was having a conversation at my job with uh with someone and i was telling a young man like how you have this being uncomfortable is going to help you so much and you're as you grow and as you matriculate out of school so, I mean, yeah. I think the same thing, man. Just like one, That's why, you know, me grown man-ish. It's the part yeah. of the growing and, and like learning the lesson yeah. and being uncomfortable and even falling in your face or getting beat up or whatever you want to put to it to become an evolve and become a better man. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's so, I mean, I, you can see that all that in Malcolm makes to tie everything up. But so we so we tie so so we we say these great things and, you know, we respect Malcolm X and rest in peace to, to him and, you know, uh, shout out to his families and thing, but we 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 say all these things, and then let's let's move into that next one, bro. So uh, how does Trist how does Tristan Thompson <laughs> evolve? We talk about evolution of a man uh, and a, <laughs> the black man, man. man. So let's talk to the man. people about Tristan Thompson. Hey, man, that come evolution. on, man. Tristan, black man, don't cheat. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> it ain't cheating. It ain't. Yo, man, Tristan's a wild boy, right? And first of all, Tristan ain't married. So, you know, technically, you know, he, he's hurting her heart. And I don't really care about the Kardashian thing. Tristan just need to be single, bro. Be single. Do you? Yeah. Yo, man, you know, Tristan, every time Tristan get caught up, he's making out with somebody. He ain't just like, you know, you ain't, you know how you like, you see cash to cheat. They take a little something to the hotel. They get that little look back so they ain't getting caught up. Yeah. That ain't Tristan. Tristan out here kissing them in the mouth. Tristan getting sensual. He's yeah, getting sensual yeah, on, on, on the on the iPhone camera. <laughs> yeah, you remember they caught him the last time. He, you know, they In had the like both, both chicks kissing on him, and one had his hand on the hammer. I'm like, damn, Tristan, get a room. I mean, Tristan, like like the thing I've been hearing on different people say, Tristan out here cheating like he's still playing with LeBron. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when y'all hey, was when y'all was going to the finals and winning championships, and you know being important nigga yeah you could go cheat and all this type of stuff but now dog y'all heading to the lottery y'all gonna be one of the first three picks you can't who you, yeah. gonna, who you gonna who you gonna hang out with colin sexton and uh hell i don't even know who's on the damn cast uh, hey they said they said bring booby back oh damn. 
Nah, not boo, not booby. <laughs> but yeah, dog, I think Tristan needs to be single, bro. But I'm gonna get these jokes off. Like, you know what Tristan's next step after the NBA is. And I texted you yesterday. Yo, <laughs> West Coast Productions. He's gonna be he's gonna be the free agent. He's gonna be you know how 21 Savage was the free agency for, for the uh for the British rap? <laughs> Thompson is gonna be the free agency for, for West Coast Productions. For those who don't know what West Coast production is, don't Google it at work. Google it when you get home. Yo, you're going to be out here wilding, bro. You're already kissing my mouth in public. I mean, what's the next step? I mean, I, I, the next step is some chick going to have a sex tape up. You know that's coming next. Oh, man, you know you know it's already out there. It's just a matter of time before it gets released. Yeah, man. Tristan, that, I mean, that, to me, that, that's just what it is. Hey, Tristan might be out here like Lambo Dose. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. Out, shout, out, shout out to that boy Chuck Berry. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> suicide doors on the coop. <laughs> oh, man. Goodness. Hey, man. Hey, man. He, he wasn't out there. He wasn't out there cooing like a cat, was he? Oh, cooing like, like a cat. And like and like my like my like my man C said he he sat his little ass on her face. <laughs> man. Wow. Hey man, so let me let me let me ask you this though, and then we'll, and we'll uh, we got we'll have plenty of jokes about Tristan probably throughout the whole show, y'all. So you know this ain't it. But I got a question from Mike J on this. Now, the the mother, uh, what's her name, Chris Jenner, uh, the, you know the Kardashian the Kardashian leader, the puppeteer. Do you think, and you know she's all about that money, exposure, you know, all that for them girls. How, how much do you think that she will capitalize on this exposure? Or do you think that she was behind it? She's going to capitalize. Because now, like, I've seen something. I'm not a Kardashian. I just, I've seen something that was interesting. Because somebody said, can, can Chloe leave the house after being embarrassed? I'm like, yo, people get cheated on every day. You still got to go out there and, and, and live your life and pay your bills and all that type of stuff. The part is getting cheated on when you ain't got no money. That's when you, and, and, uh, <laughs> but, you know you got you could you could put yourself in the house. Now they're trying to. Kim was like, well, she has to get the bag. She's a single mother. Yeah, you're a single mother, technically, but you have all these resources. Family has all this type of money, so I'm sure that Man, the, they, the, they got thing, they got nanny, nannies and caregivers and all. I don't know. Yeah, that, that takes the place of motherhood. But man, like she has so much that there's a, there's she, resources. She's really, she's really not. Yeah, I think a single mother is like, yo, dude ain't here. I'm out here yeah. working. I got to come home, cook, clean, help with homework, get to bed, do all that stuff, be at the PTO, PTA, and still do it again. That's when I think of single yeah. mothers. And we got so many. Hey, people. while you are while you out there living your best life. Yeah, living <laughs> living your best life. You at you at concerts and cruises and and enjoying life. But well, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's a little per, that's a personal joke between both <laughs> I and myself. But you know, it's just you know, you see that I think of that. They're gonna try to play this up. It's like, oh, she's the scorned woman and Tristan, yeah, 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 black savage, and now she's gonna be the you know, she's the the single mom just working so hard to take care of her family. Bullshit. And I'm not excusing Tristan's cheating and everything, but you get what's the old expression? You lose them, how you get them. Tristan yeah, I was, was going to yeah, say, I, mean, yeah, so I was about to say the same thing, bro. Hey, man, so he cheated on his first pregnant woman with you, and then he would cheat on you while you're pregnant, and then you, he, he, he keeps cheating. Uh, the the yep. signs is there that Tristan just wanted, he, he wanted to just go ahead and fuck on something. It ain't nothing wrong yeah. with that. He ain't yeah. married. He he, should, he, ain't, he ain't married. I, I think I think that his thing is he he gets into these uh you know this relationship is a high profile relationship or you know gets himself into these committed relationships when he probably shouldn't. He should just go out and do his thing. You know what I'm saying? 
or have some have some confidentiality confidentiality agreements on deck, yeah. you know, and just do your thing. Don't 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 be in a quote unquote relationship with somebody. Yeah, it's man. the easiest thing for you, Tristan. Or, or be like Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy and Black China are no longer an item. Soldier Boy said, oh. "Quote: I just want to feel what it feel what it felt like." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Young Draco. <laughs> young, young Draco with the stinking ass headband. Man. Imagine yo, you know, he, I mean, they, man, I read something and, it's, and we're jumping around. They said Black China, and I'm not shaming body counts or anything because I don't care. 26, they said, we failed relationship between athletes and like musicians and all that type of stuff. 26. Yo, that's hey. a random ass number. And it's not even like, I'm not even judging those shoes. I'm thinking like, damn, you don't think like, damn, 26? Like, like, I'm thinking like, and it'd be like losers and stuff too. Like, damn, damn queen, you know, uplift yourself, <laughs> get you somebody better. <laughs> don't, don't let, don't, don't let these, don't let these dudes have their way with you and rob. You know what I'm saying? Maybe improve. This sounds very hotepish. Nah, hey man, I'm trying because I don't, I, I don't want to slut shame, and I'm like, I don't care about. This is the random number of 26. Oh, like, I want to, I want to know who from TMZ was in charge of keeping count. <laughs> or track. I think I think I, I seen I think I seen this on like Black Sports Online BSO. Shout out. Oh, to okay. But yeah, man, it's just uh, this is crazy to see twenty six, man. Especially after that lackluster performance that she pulled off on the on the camp. Like lackluster, you know, lackluster. <laughs> like if you if you gonna rock the mic, you need to rock the mic. You don't 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 man. don't play with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take it, you know, take it to the head, literally and figuratively. Hey. <laughs> Hey, what they used to say back in like '88, '89, rock the mic, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even a, that wasn't even a rock the mic, right? I'm like, yo, you could have just like, you know, you could have just been like, yo, just I'd rather just let's have a conversation. I'd rather let's listen to some music, soul child. That's that's some, <laughs> that's some heavy petting. You ain't getting no ass type music. You know what I'm saying? Just go ahead, listen, listen to that. Let's listen to damn this friends. I think I'd have a better time than that lackluster damn uh, crown that she was giving up. But you know, <laughs> it's crazy, man. Hey man, so let me ask yeah, you, this, just jumping back, so to something else. So I know you, we, you know, we both are big Michael Jackson fan, and I would venture to say you're a bigger Michael Jackson fan than I am. Yeah. So I mean, what yeah, you yeah. think about this documentary coming out, and then his, uh, and then like, I think the family's suing, so it won't. Yeah, come out, or... his, his estate, his estate has filed a lawsuit against HBO um, to prevent them from airing it or showing the 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 footage or the the movie or video. But number one, it's like four hours long. Like y'all got four out like a four hour movie documentary or what what have you. I'm like that that's a long ass time. Like y'all y'all been compiling this for a minute. That's number one. Yeah. I don't as big of a Michael Jackson fan is, you know, I I don't even think that I would sit through four hours straight. I have to break that up. But number two, like I, I think that it's something that HBO is using just to try to, you know, Again, it, it's it's money, it's ratings, and we're going to try to put the put. I don't think that there's really anything substantial behind it. It's surrounding uh, two young men that initially came out and said that you know they were around Michael Jackson and nothing happened, and now that they are adults with young, uh, they they both have children that age that all this stuff initially allegedly went on. Now they want to come out and say that you know well they did and they just lied and so forth and so on, whatever the case may be. Um, I think it's a, a lot of just publicity and I understand where the, where the estate is coming from or the family is coming from. Like, yo, this is some BS. Like let, let, let the man rest in peace. He's, yeah. he's been acquitted, you know, he's been to trial and all through all that type of stuff, drug through the mud and been found innocent or, you know what I mean? Like n- nothing, nothing has stuck. So why are we trying to do this again? Now, now. now. Yeah. 
and that's and, and I take that it's not that I'm a Michael Jackson fan and I'm like oh you know he didn't this it's not even about any of that to me it's like why now 2019 uh, you know the Michael Jackson died I believe in 2009 I believe yeah so like why 10 years later after you've, you've compiled all this stuff you know what's the what's the purpose what's the point what is what's your end game from putting it out that's kind of where my stance is um I cannot say that I would watch it. I mean, I might try to catch excerpts of it just so I could kind of be in the know and, and you know, kind of know what's going on with it. But I wouldn't be like, oh, I got to watch it to see because I'm not like that scandal type person yeah. or whatever, unless there's something crazy as hell like Tristan Thompson or something. Yeah. But, you know, um, I think that's kind of my stance on it. You know, it, like, like Mike J said, I'm a big Michael Jackson fan. He's still going to be the greatest entertainer to me, you know, of all time. And there's a lot of, you know, everybody has their own opinion, but I'm just saying for, for Bowtie Fresh, he's the greatest entertainer to me. Um, and that's how I'm going to remember him no matter what else comes out or anything like that. That's that's just who he is. You know what I mean? For, for me, I love his music. I, I love his inner, his entertainment abilities. And the fact that, you know, all the things that he did go through, you know, through the legal system and so forth and so on, he was, he, he was found innocent. He was, you know, I believe acquitted of, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I'm not going to keep trying to harp on things and try to make it seem like, oh, he's still this enigma. Hey, man. Hey, let me ask you a right. question. Let me ask you a question. Hey, you remember Mike hopped on the SUV and started dancing, bro? When he had, yeah. the, had the Captain <laughs> Crips uh, suit on with the yeah. umbrella? Yo, yeah. <laughs> I was swagging the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you, jump, you come on with the Captain Crunch suit and jump on the on the damn uh, SUV and dance? That's some player-ass shit. You know he had them damn them old, them old felt loafers on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably with some tacks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and the and and the fact that you had another dude holding the damn umbrella over your every move, no matter how random you <laughs> yeah. were, you was always covered. <laughs> so shout out, I mean, shout, shout out to shout out, shout out to MJ, man. But yeah, that's just kind of my that's kind of my opinion on. I think it's in my opinion, I think it's kind of shady that HBO is yeah. doing it, but you know, it is what it is, man. We live in that we live in that day and age that you know any any little bit of illness that we could try to build up or whatnot get some get some looks is going to be, you know. Get, get you some money. So, it's whatever, man. He's still the greatest to me. Yeah, no doubt, man. So, let's get to that damn Trump news. And we'll get, and we're going to talk about Trump a little later in the show when we talk about uh, Jesse. You know, this is a for, you know, forewarning. Oh, man. So, I read something the other day, right? So, they said Trump, you know, he, he asked Japan, the Japanese uh, prime minister, to nominate him for the Nobel Peace Prize. This is the same <laughs> dude that was messing his name up, messing up the cultural stuff. Can you imagine yeah. Getting the call from the White House, Abe, it's done. I need you to nominate me for the Nobel Peace Prize. He's like, all right. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. I really think I have a chance to win. Okay, bye now. See you at Murray Lago. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, that's some wild shit. Like, I got to get back to my, what do they call it, presidential time? Or yeah, what, executive what, what, time, executive time. Executive time. Let me get back uh, to my executive time. He probably rolled over with a fish fillet with some extra mayo on the fries and went and went to town, man. Ah, and a Diet Coke. But you know why people love I, Diet Coke. I'm just saying, like, how desperate are you where you call some people that really don't even really like you that much, yeah. but you still calling them up like, hey, what about me? Like, like nominate me. Like, you're so self, you're so self-absorbed. You're gonna go to your damn enemy to try to get <laughs> to try yeah. to get some likes. You know what and I'm then, saying? And then they like, yeah, I guess we'll fuck with it because you know I'm sure you know we'll we'll be able to use this stupid ass later. But uh, yeah, hey man, so let's let's like we'll, we'll we'll talk about what you know we'll we'll talk about what he tweeted the other day and uh, Mike J's response to him later. But uh, oh yeah, yo man, so we got the damn we got the damn mayo man. So so tell me about the dude in uh, in Kansas, bro. 
Oh man, so a little extra mayo. So there's a um, a Vans employee, and for those who don't know, Vans is like a shoe company, clothing company, whatnot. Um, <clears throat> but a Vans employee at the Oak Park Mall in Kansas um, said, "Fuck you." To a 14-year-old uh, <laughs> little boy, a 14-year-old boy wearing a MAGA hat in the store. Um, so there's video footage. It's all over Twitter. I'm sure you guys can see it or whatnot. You can just type in Oak Park Mall or Kansas or, you know, 14-year-old boy or whatever. But the, the funny thing is that when I first read the story, I was like, okay, so this is probably going to get some push because it was probably, a you know, a black African-American um, you know, employee that said this to to a young white man. But then when I look at the video, it was kind of a, it was a young white guy that oh. said it to that that said this to the to the fourteen year old boy. So it was kind of like to me, I was like, uh oh, you know, we always talk about black on black crime. We got a little white on white crime going Ayo, on here. Like, Aoli versus Helms, nigga. <laughs> man, <laughs> so it was. It was interesting, of course, you know, cameras were out and the, the, the mother had, you know, some words to say and the, and the employee had some words to say. And people on Twitter like, you know, Van, Vans, what are you going to do about this? And, you know, y'all need to take a stance on this type of hate and so forth and so on. Now, here's my stance. Number one, fuck MAGA and fuck All Donald day. Trump. All <laughs> All That's day. number one. All with it. However, I'm not about... I'm not about inju- I'm not about uh, injustice or, or or things involving minors, and I you know Mike J and I have talked about things involving minors with regards to African American minors who are being abused by the police or you know by 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 permit Patty and all these other folks. So and I still have the same stance. I don't believe that the conversation or this is Volta Fresh's opinion, mind you. I don't believe that the the conversation or the actions towards the 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 minor the young man though that's not okay i don't think that that we should take such uh, political stances or our feelings and things of that nature and if it's a child involved we we put them in an adult situation so i don't agree with that and i think that there should be you know, i can't think of any crime that the, that the man committed by saying fuck you you can't they're going to try to say it was a hate crime or something but um it may be maybe intimidation of a minor or something like that i don't i Bottom line is I don't agree that, that the minor was attacked or treated like an adult or put in that situation. I don't like that at all. And I'm going to take that stance. I don't care what color you are. I don't think that minors should be involved in that type of activity. Fuck however, you, kid. Fuck, <laughs> fuck you, kid. However, you older than fuck ass MAGA hat. Fuck you. <laughs> that MAGA hat, it represents so much hatred and future. Well, now, see, and that's... Yeah. And I was gonna say that's what I that's what I that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that I, I don't think that I can put um, I, I can't put that on the minor. So I, I I look at it as that our president and that following that faction has has produced so much negativity and hate and and you know disregard and disgusting behavior into our society that anything associated with it is going to be attacked. And I think that that's where this comes from. The the individual that it, that's employed by Vans attacked that way of thinking, attacked the the MAGA way of thinking or the MAGA approach and knocked the young boy. However, like I said, I don't agree that that the 14-year-old was subjected to that. I think that that was wrong, um, in my opinion, and it shouldn't have been done. 
Yeah, so you know, honestly, I'm joking about fuck them kids, but well, I, I take that back. So fuck them kids. But I, <laughs> I, as an adult, I probably would have looked at the little dude and like, look at this little motherfucker here, and then went on, went on about, and went on about my way. You know, but you know, it's just I would, I'm not gonna lose, I'm not gonna lose no bread over him. Now, if he'd have said something smart or something like that, then yeah, you know, their kid get to that point, especially boys get to that point where you only get your ass whooped by a man. But if you know this, it ain't worth losing your job over this whole this little bastard. But some another male thing that came up, and this came up at my place of employment. So I'm minding my own business, leading, working in leadership as I do. And one of my underlings, she starts wanting to talk about the uh, underlings. <laughs> well, that's what she is. Uh, wants to talk about the little the little white boy in D.C. who we talked about, who had the issue with the Native American uh, man when they were having the oh, ceremony. Yeah. And, you know, he's suing yeah, yeah. for two hundred fifty. He's suing Washington for two hundred fifty million dollars, right? The the, the caucasity yeah, of it all. This is aioli on a, on a on a whole another level. So then she keeps trying to have a conversation. I was like, well, well, you know, whatever. I'm just kind of like ignoring her because you know she's one of those people who wants to say they can get a rise out of me because I'm so laid back. So I keep so I keep finally I just I kind of just walk away from the conversation. She kind of like ha! she does this little little sound with her mouth and everything, but. Bruh, it's just like I don't have to talk to you about your little political leanings. Number one, you're my underling, and you will always be my underling. And number two, it's just like you're not that important to me that I want to have a conversation with. So, like, the mayo was there. So, I, I, I tie all that back to the little white privilege of these little teenagers. But, you know, he didn't, you know, the dude, the adult shouldn't have said it to the kid. No, wasn't an adult who said it to him, or is it like like another like teenager? Nah, this this dude probably looked like he was about 27, 28, oh, yeah. something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, you too old for that, bro. You too old. For yeah. That. Still fuck fuck him with the hat, but you too old for that. Well, bro, let's get to the let's get to the Twizzler, bro. Oh <laughs> yeah, man. You you told me about that one, man. <laughs> They've been out here a while, man. So you you know we both have kids. So you know in Virginia, the elementary school, they had the little kids acting like slaves on the Underground Railroad, and they had to run run around and play a game. Would you? How upset would you be if your sons came home and said, "Daddy, they had us playing the under, doing the underground railroad thing." Like, what happened? Wait, we run around like slaves. Oh, I, I, oh, I'd be, I'd be pissed. I'd be at the damn school. I'm not even gonna lie. I'd be at the damn school. I'm number one. I'm not. I'm gonna do my best in the beginning to not act real ethnic, and I'm gonna try to understand. Like, okay, what was going on? What's the nat- What's the nature of this game? You know. My son says that he was running around like a little slave. Now, again, kids can say a lot of things, so I'm coming to you as an adult. You know, what was going on? And then I'd probably get ethnic after that. Like, don't you make my damn kid no goddamn slave. Yeah. That, that's, that's just the way it's going to have to be. That's, that's how it's going to end. Don't you ever make my damn kid a goddamn slave. I don't know what y'all going to do that can have some disciplinary action against this woman, man, teacher, whatever it is. I don't, I don't really care. But don't have my goddamn kid playing no slave. I'm not with that. Not at all. Not with it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, also, next. So, Tennessee got a new governor uh, the last election cycle. And my man took a yearbook picture in college of him dressed in a, conf- in a Confederate flag military outfit. And this was in 1980. Number one, where do you get the Confederate flag military outfit? Mean, where do you get the Confederate like, <laughs> like military outfit? Was this authentic? Did you like that's search this out? Did you look at the I car catalog at the library <laughs> to try to find it? Because you didn't look online; they didn't have internet. That was his great. That was his granddaddy. Yeah, did you, did you get this <laughs> that down? was in the closet. I know, like, oof. Let me let me, let me brush this off past the color and sandals too. No, no not, not, the, not the closet. Let's let's bring this out of the wardrobe. Yeah, no. <laughs> it was 
It was in the wardrobe. <laughs> I haven't, have, you know, haven't rocked this in a while. Oh, this is hot. Yo, ain't, ain't you got the blue and red too? Yo, what did you, I mean, what was you rocking? Some Converse with these? Or did you have on Right. Yeah, man. So it's just like, why are people taking, why were they doing all, I mean, you know it had to be wild. And the thing is, Auburn had black people in 1980. Hell, like a couple years later, Bo Jackson went to Auburn. So I'm Maybe. like, yo, you had to, and Charles Barkley and Chuck Person. But you out here dressed up in 1980 in a military outfit, sir. You get the full fledged the Rebel Twizzler, and that's the one. He that, was, he was rocking the he was rocking the MAGA twos. Yeah, I'm right. The new balance joints, the new balance joints, and them uh, what's them dad Nikes? They all you know, but, but yo, we give the we give the Twizzler to the Tennessee governor and that school. But you know, the Tennessee governor, you was a grown man. You know, you get the you get that blue and red Twizzler, like the Confederate flag Twizzler, the blue raspberry, and, and the oh yeah, wrap that up <laughs> around your shoulders like the damn um, you know, like the Confederate flag. You go ahead and sit and spin on it, brother, because uh, that's that's some that's some fuck shit on this on this on this on man. So sit and spin on it. I don't know, white people stop with blackface, stop with the Confederate flag stuff, just stop. It is, yeah, you know. It's damn it. It ain't. It's. It, it ain't that. I don't know. It ain't that damn. And y'all lost. Y'all didn't win. Y'all lost. Y'all got mopped up. Y'all got washed. It wasn't <laughs> like a close. To, it wasn't like a close defeat. Y'all didn't get beat by unanimous decision. Y'all got knocked out. Y'all quit. Y'all submitted. <laughs> yeah, my man. You know, General Lee submitted an Appomattox in the thing. He didn't. He didn't say yo kill me on the field. He didn't pull a killmonger. Yo, my man submitted. He quit. He's out of here. So, hey man, hey man, he didn't yell time out. Hold up, real quick. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So speaking of that, right? So and this, and I'm jumping around. So we had, a, I was, uh, I was in high school, right? And this dude, this dude was fighting, and y'all dude got mopped up, and you know, dude quit. He quit doing the fight. Like, y'all quit. I quit. I quit. Something up in there. You know, I'm like, oh damn, nigga, I got to get, I got to get back to lunch, nigga. This nigga. Did, nigga. <laughs> so I never seen that dude again. But it was funny the fact that he quit. I mean, I was going to get funny, got beat up too. But the fact that he quit, like I wasn't, I wasn't expecting that one at all. You know, <laughs> quit doing a, you know, a quit doing a fight, man. That's that's right up. You know, that's that's some crazy stuff, man. But uh, yeah, man, let's go ahead and get them, get them the Twizzler, man. So, hey, my brother Bowtie, let me ask you this, man. Uh, sports, you know, big things going on in the NBA, and we'll get to Zion in a minute, man. So, what you think of All Star Weekend, bro? before number four let's go over our picks right so for the skills competition uh i don't think either one of us uh, i picked the yeah, i, I picked pick Conley, i believe yeah so neither one of us won the three-point contest who was my first pick bro you already know oh uh, yeah yeah your, your your first pick was harris yeah, yeah, my yeah, first, yeah. and then what what did i say watch watch what happens he's gonna end up winning and then i'm gonna but i changed my mind so, Joe, if you go back and listen to the last yeah. week's episode, you should listen to it. I picked Joe Harris, and I end up switching to Kimba. I forgot who your pick was. Yeah, I think I think my pick was Buddy Hill. Yeah, yeah, it was Buddy Hill. And in the dunk contest, I picked Miles Bridges. I went for the hometown. And then who'd you go? Did you have Dennis Smith Jr.? I think I had – yeah, I was going to say, I think I had DSJ. Yeah, man, but, you know. I don't know. I just want to get your thoughts. The game was cool. Yeah. You know, they came back I in, was- like, the second, you know, the second half. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that the, the the game was somewhat entertaining. Um, you know, 
everybody was making a big deal out of the LeBron, the, the, the way to LeBron oop and, you know, different stuff. Like, you know, it, it was, I think it was an entertaining game. I think it was competitive at points. Um, Dame Lillard hit those, you know, those couple big, those couple threes from like damn near half court to kind of send a message. Lowry answered him on one of them with, with a deep three of his own. And, you know, I, I think it, I think it was cool overall. Uh, just, just all together, I think it was just kind of meh though. Um, I, I, I was an individual. I watched, I like the celebrity game. I've been watching, I'm a person that always watches the celebrity game like every year just to kind of see, you know, the, the entertainment aspect of it. And I was like very disappointed in the in the, in the celebrity game this year. I didn't not watch. That I'm, not that I'm expecting competitive basketball or anything like that, but it was just kind of like, man, number one, like, who are some of these people that y'all got playing? Number one, number two, it was just kind of like, just like all over the place. It didn't have really any entertainment moments to it. Like JB Smooth had a couple moments and. Ray Allen had a couple big shots. I can't think of the young lady that plays in the WNBA. You know, she she was kind of entertaining. She got a lot of personality, but she, she could ball too. Mm. But it was just kind of like, ah, like like that cat, Bad Bunny. He was he was part of the NBA game or the That's a dude. Game. I thought that was I thought that was a woman. Man, I said the same damn thing. Oh. I thought Bad Bunny. I thought Bad Bunny was a chick. I thought it yeah. was a female. Oh. And it comes to find out that it's a that it's a guy. Oh, the, um, the more, the more, I, the more you know. <laughs> yeah, the the more you know. And I was kind of like, "What the hell?" But like then, at the same, Bota, bruh, what yeah. the heck? He was, it was, he was boring. He was lame. It was, it was just kind of like, ah, man. So I, from from a Bota fresh, you know, my opinion, I, as a, as a lover and connoisseur of the celebrity game, I was kind of like, eh. The the All Star Saturday night was kind of eh, you know. I think the game made up for it a little bit. Yeah, hey, and shout out and shout out to to, to Quavo Huncho, man. Yeah. He he, Quavo Huncho out there balling. He ready for a ten day. Hey, he <laughs> he was doing there. his thing out there. Hey, he's out there, man. Who was who was that? Chris Brown and other cats be taking a celebrity game like really really. Nelly Nelly was a celebrity game. Yeah. You know, celebrity game, uh, all star. Hey man, your boy Shad, your boy Shad was what used to be a celebrity game, <laughs> regular too. <laughs> Remember Chris Brown dunked on him? <laughs> hey man, Shad out here, Shad out here wilding, dog. Out here screaming on your girl because she talking to Shaq allegedly. Like, bro, you ain't gonna yeah. win that fight. And Shaq no, out not here, at all. Shaq can buy her a new life. <laughs> you, oh, pretty much. You can just take her to Benihana's. So you know what I'm saying? It is it is what it is, man. So let's get to let's get to Zion, man. So as you as people know, I'm a big UNC fan. Five national championships, all this type of stuff, right? You know, when you think of <laughs> think of glory the glory program, you think of UNC number one. Even y'all we even had y'all goat with the UNC, yellow eyes himself. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> so shout out for the boot cut jacket. So they played Duke uh Wednesday night. And they ran Duke off the court. But the big thing is Zion Williamson got hurt. You know, the Nike exploded, right? He twisted yeah. like, sprained his knee. So, Bowtie, you have boys. I have a girl. If you had a son like Zion and, you know, you know your son has a lottery ticket to go to the NBA and make millions of dollars and get to, probably going to probably get the biggest rookie shoe deal probably beyond LeBron. Probably he ain't going to be as much as LeBron, but probably he's going to be up there making a lot of money. Would you have your son sit out the rest of the season? Goddamn right, I would. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I can't. No, I, I can't. I, I can't say that. I take that back. I can't go. I'm not going to say, say it so definitively because if a cat like Zion, he's going to go number one regardless, unless he unless he just completely tore his ACL and MCL. Yeah. 
he's going to go number one regardless. Um, I did read where there's an where they have there's an insurance policy that his family took out yeah. um, in in case of injury and that sort of deal. Not anywhere near the money that he will see, you know, making it to the league. Um, but I, I will say that I would probably at least ninety to ninety five percent consider talking to my son about or, or talk to my son about not playing the rest of the year. Just to, the the risk, and I know there's a lot of risk in everything that we do and all that type of stuff, but. There's a lot going on um, out there, and shout out to, well, you know, our brethren, our, our real brethren, you know, uh, Ray Day out there. He brought this up about Nick Bosa and in, in, in college football um, sitting out, and you know, until until draft day and that sort of deal. I mean, I think that there's something to be said about that, you know, putting yourself out there um, as far as uh, like the liability and the risk and that sort of deal. But I, I definitely would probably try to try to con convince my son or have a serious conversation about him sitting out man i just i just don't see it especially when it comes to you know the billions of dollars <laughs> that ncaa is making and you know zion who the whole reason why the tickets to that game were more than super bowl tickets was because of him yeah he's, he's, get, he's got a free tuition and you know a stipend to get some peanut butter and jelly yeah, but, but free, free but, tuition for something you get one year of college, like yeah. And that's yeah. just I always tell people because you know you people you can tell how people view like racial relations by their views on the NBA and if college athletes should be paid. And yeah. I always use the thing of if Bill Gates came and offered your son and daughter a million dollar check to say, hey, you don't have to finish up college, just come work for me. They would they would go do that in a minute. But as anytime somebody of color comes about, then it, then it's a problem. Yeah, it's a free market society. Like number one, they should be able to go to the NBA. And I just read the NBA said they're going to try to make the legal age eighteen. So I think it's yeah, I saw that. They're going to be able to try to be able to go pro, and that's neither you know that's neither here nor there. But it's free market. Zion should be getting something, you know, that goes along with, with the exposure he's bringing. Because I'm sure Coach K is making at least five or six million dollars. Coach K said Coach K's family set up for life. Zion, this is his one opportunity. This is, I mean, I say it's one, but this is an opportunity to help his family out. I'm not sure what type of financial, you know, situation they're in, but let's think if you gave, if think of somebody gave you a check for $5 million, what they could do yeah. for your, then what you could do for your family's family. Yeah. And that's what it is. This is a chance. And I'm like, son, you have to look out best for you. Coach K know the game. This is a one and done society. You know how it is. Right probably should not play because you know it, it's not you're, you're not going to benefit from this because your game is based not on a, your athleticism he's like two we've never seen an athlete he's like uh, 268 or something like, like that no, right? he's like two, no he's 280 oh okay man it's six six you know what i'm saying he's like the a side of a defensive end and run and <laughs> runs a damn four two forty. Yeah, like this the <laughs> fact, this the amount of pressure you gonna put on your joints and all the dunking and all that type of stuff. You know, I thought yeah. this could be a one meal ticket to be able to help your family's family for the rest of your life. Don't ruin yep. it for some damn Duke. Even if he played for UNC, bro, sit out. Now, yeah. would I quit on the team? Probably not. I probably wouldn't play. I would still be yeah. there because I'm like, if, if, if I got love for these cats, and, and basketball is different because you only got 13 guys on the team. Yeah. I got yeah. love for these cats, man, and we having a good time. Like, yo, y'all know the game. I'm going to be number one pick. I love y'all. I'm, I'm rocking with y'all. I'm still going to class. I'm still going to be a student. I am just not going to play. I'm just going to spend my time rehabbing. Right. What I need to do for my best interest of, my, of myself going forward. 
Because there's nothing, there's nothing else that he needs to do. Nothing to solidify, to solidify the number one spot. Period. I don't give a goddamn if the Lakers are selecting number one and they got LeBron and all these guards, or you you got the Rockets and you got James Harden, or you the damn Warriors. I don't give a damn who you are. You picking Zion number one. Yeah, you can even it out even even, it even if you've got a guy that plays that even if you got a young talent in that position already. Let's say you drafted a guy last year, or the year before, and he, that guy is doing fairly pretty well at the, the position that Zion plays. Zion's available number one. You fucking taking Zion. Yeah. Point boy, cut dry. He has. There's nothing else that he needs to prove or do to solidify the number one spot. So why not sit out? You know who I would like Zion to go to, low key, the Hawks. Can you imagine a black man? And I'm doing this for Zion. Can you imagine a black man who can dunk like that in Atlanta? Hey look, at Josh, hey, look at Josh Smith. Josh Smith said, hey, man, what you trying to say? Nah, I'm talking about superstar or potential. Like, Doc, I didn't met Dominique Wilkins, right? And he's still, he's still neat to me. You know, he still got robbed in the yeah. contest, but whatever. But, you know, I sit back and you know, can you imagine him in the blackest of the black NBA cities? The super, uh, Zion dunking on people like that? Man, Zion will be the man, man. I know he played at Bel Air Prep, you know, when he was in high school and went to Duke. Go ahead, man. ATL, yeah, get Zion, man. Let you know they be had a sit. Mike, he'd be like he'd be like the basketball version of Mike Vick. Watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not here for that. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, man, well I forgot your team's in the lottery, so you, you y'all no, back. I'm not here. I'm not uh, here for that. I forgot your team's okay, in, I forgot your team's in the lottery, man. It's all good. Hey, we trying hey, we trying we trying to tank for Zion, damn it. Nah, Screw that. We go to Chicago, he they ruin him. Cause they ruin everybody else. Yeah, anyway. Well, we, we we do still have Gar and Pax. Those two fuckers need yeah. to be fired. Oh God. So let's switch to the let's switch to the. You know, I mean, I think we both in agreement. With it. Do you believe college athletes should get paid? I think we. we I, I I do. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure we were clear. So let's get to the NFL, bro. Man, what's going oh, on? Yeah, man. Steelers. I mean, shout out to shout out to uh, what is what is what does your cousin go by? I don't want to put his government out there. All I know is his government. Oh, uh, I, I think he goes by Sa- Savage Life or something like that. <laughs> My oh, cousin out there. Yeah. Look him up on Twitter. Hold on, let me see what's going on. What do we got going on? Out well, anyway, while Bowtie, while Bowtie is doing that, he's a big-time Steelers fan. Antonio Brown with the blind mustache. He met with the GM the other day. <laughs> said that it was, uh, you know, they both they agreed that a trade is better for them both to go. <laughs> Bless you. And Le'Veon Bell is going to be not be franchised. Man, so why you looking that up, man? You know, we we're both a Colts fans. If you were the Colts, would you go after Le'Veon Bell? Uh, yeah, I think you gotta put your name in the hat. I would. I wouldn't. I I I definitely would. I mean, I know that they'll probably take a lot of money, and you know, I don't know if I pay him. I could pay him what he's looking for, but I would definitely see if he talked to us and see if we can make you know make something work. I wouldn't, man. I don't think that I don't think that he is going to be. I think the fall off is going to be dramatic. He look at some of his advanced stats. Of like mm-hmm. you know what he was doing, and then the fact of James Conner, he put him in the same position, and he didn't put up as good of numbers, but you know he had higher yards per catch, and you know he almost had a thousand yards rushing even after being injured. I don't see, I don't, I don't, I don't see Le'Veon being worth the, the the money he's gonna ask for. And I hope he gets it. I'm always hoping for mm-hmm. somebody to get their money. I think yeah, he yeah. go somewhere like the Jets, to somebody who are desperate. They got a young quarterback. They need a guy who can run the ball and catch it. But if I was so you, Colts, I you would, know who I, I thought about, man? I thought about Miami. I thought about him being in Miami. Now, I think it'd be ill as hell for him, 
from all, you know outside of football. I mean, I know he's there a lot anyway, according to a Snapchat at least. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think it'd be ill as hell for him if you know nightlife and you know outside of football. But I thought about him going to to the Dolphins for for from a football standpoint because they 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 needed a guy like that. What they got like King and Drake and somebody yeah. else down there. I mean, like I think that, that I think Miami's trying. I think Miami's trying to tank. Oh, are they? You think yeah, so? I think. I think no. I think that's what they said. They're, no, I think they said they're trying to like basically rebuild. They've had all those bad drafts. I think they're trying to 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 rebuild. So I, mean, I can see that. I just that, that was the first thing that came in mind yeah. for me when I was thinking about a place that he would somebody that would give him the money, um, and, and a place that he would be able to kind of just be the focal point that you know just that guy, in the you know in the offense. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I think uh, I, I know our, our brethren Mike Jack wouldn't mind seeing him over there in the uh, in, in the Redskins uniform. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's gonna go that, to the that, Jets. That could be a, that could be an option. They're gonna go to the Jets. I think they need New York. I mean, you need because you can't. The thing about the New York I mean is you can't be a team that people you you have to be in the in the in the nose because not they won't forget they'll just they'll just they'll act like you don't exist. It's crazy. You know, my family's from Jersey, right? So I was out in Jersey recently, and it's a gang of Cowboys fans in Jersey. You know, so it's just, you know, shout out to my mom's friend. One of them, he's a Cowboys fan. He's like living right in the heart, of, in, in, near the beach. But yeah, yeah. You, have to, you have to be making moves, man. I think the Jets, they're going to try to make a big a big front page news and go after Le'Veon Bell. So you heard of her first. So, you know, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to the Jets. So, you, so who do you think? So who do you predict him to go to? You said – yeah, I said I, I thought my my initial thought was him going to Miami. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know if I predict him going there. I can see what you're saying about the Jets. I think I think that's a viable option. Um, but but for both high fresh, my initial my initial thought or, or option was probably the Dolphins. All right, man. So let me ask you about AB, man. So you know AB different. He's not he's a free he's not a free agent. He's the guy they had to trade for. I'm sure you're gonna have to give up a lot to get him. So like yeah. I asked you again, we're Colts fans. Would you go after AB? Uh, I, I would again. I would put my name in the hat. I don't. I think you're going to have to give up a whole hell of a lot to get him. And as a Colts fan, I wouldn't be willing to give up too too much for him. Like I said, I mean, I don't know what they would ask for back. Probably a, you know some draft picks. Um, I would not give up any of our any anything on our defense. Our, our young defense is playing very well. Pretty talented uh, group of guys. Um, you know. You would want to you would want to pair A B with a T Y, but you know would they ask for T Y back? You know I don't I don't know, but I would not personally would not be willing to give up too many high draft picks over the course of a few years just to get A B because the culture we've had some success, but we're still in a, in a bit of a rebuild yeah, or you know, build, building. Still, I'm not gonna say rebuild, but we're building, and I don't and I don't want to I wouldn't jeopardize giving up too many draft picks for for A B. Now that's not taking anything away from A B to me. Uh, in my opinion, AB is tied with with DeAndre Hopkins' best receivers. That's just my opinion uh, yeah. in the league. So I mean, it's not. I'm not taking anything away from AB. He's a bad mofo. Um, yeah. But just as a Colts fan, I, I don't know if I'd be willing to give up um, what they may be asking for, especially with draft picks. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't. I mean, it would. I mean, I feel like this. If I'm team going after like someone like AB, I'm trying to do New England bargain basement special. Now, would I give yeah. up a first round pick? Yeah, I do that in a heartbeat. But am mm-hmm. I giving up multiple picks now? Because AB no. also he's also like 30, 31 years old. Yeah, and he's like a smaller receiver, so you don't know when to fall off. Because if he loses a bit of that quickness, and that's in, he's a Hall of Fame guy now. But yeah, you know, yeah. some of that, I mean, the separation to get away from a guy, then that that's everything. So. 
I don't. I think I, I think AB has. I think AB might have that ability to kind of be like a Steve Smith. You know, later in his career, you know how Steve Steve Smith was a, was a smaller receiver. Yeah. He made, he lost a little bit of that step of separation, but he kind of made up for it in other ways. You know, with Chris Brown running, had great hands. You know, fight for the ball, that type of. Guy. I think AB has a little but, bit of but, that. But after, but, but after I do agree. I do Steve agree with Smith you. Wasn't a number one guy physically. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So yeah, that's I what I was gonna say. I, I agree with you. I don't know how long he'd be a number one exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. It'll be interesting, man. So, let's go switch back to the NBA, man. So, LeBron going playoff mode. He threw it down last night against Houston. LeBron said, I guess, you know, the intensity's been switched up after A&R and the uh, 2 Chains album and, you know, getting ready for, for Space Jam 2. So, LeBron's in playoff mode. So, do you think right now on February 22nd, all the Lakers are going to make the playoffs? Uh, I don't know what the rest of their schedule is like. No, this is um, yeah, this is yes or no. You I, think they're going, you know, and right now, this without this this thinking. I, I I'm gonna say yes. I think they can get an AC. Right. I think that they will. I think they can barely make it in. I'm gonna say yeah. All right, I'm gonna say yeah too. I, I don't see LeBron. I mean, unless he gets hurt, you know. Um, yeah. You know, I sit back and I see they're gonna. I think they're gonna. They'll get, they'll get, they'll get Javel. I don't know if Javel McGee is back, but I know he's supposed to be coming back soon. Um, and I think that that him and Chandler can kind of anchor, anchor the front line a little bit. Ingram, Ingram has stepped up post trade talks and all that. I've, I've seen him playing a little bit better. I still, I know a lot of people shit on Lonzo. I like Lonzo. He, I, I never thought he was going to come in and be a, a, a Trey Young or Luka Doncic or anything like that. I thought he was going to come in and be a solid point guard. And I still think he can. Well, you be throwing that Luka Doncic in there. Somebody shoot forty percent. I'm just saying, like I, I, I like a lot. A lot of people crap on Lonzo Ball. I, I like his game. I think his game is a good fit for that team, especially being able to learn from Rondo and and learn from LeBron. I think that he's he's a true point guard. You know what I mean? Yeah. We improved that shot a little bit, but he can't I never shoot expect, free throws. That's his yeah. Guy. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, like I said, I never expected him to come in and, and just be this, you know, like I said, be be like a you know Trey Young type that you know that's, that's killing it, you know, offense and play a little defense and all that, like that dynamic. I think that he's more. I think Lonzo's more of a, like of a Mike Conley. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he's capable of doing things, but he's a true point guard. He's a facilitator. Um, plays plays some 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 pretty good defense. So I like Lonzo on that team. That's why I say I think that they can get an AC. The young fellows are playing a little bit better post trade and all that type of stuff. LeBron going into sicko mode, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And you get a couple guys back from injury. I think they can squeak out of AC. Yeah, and like I said, we're, we're, and then you got like I said, another another reason I brought up Rondo, um, um, Lance Stevenson, uh, JaVale McGee, those guys. You got some vets on there that, that are going to try to make that push. They're like, shit, we the Lakers, and we out here with LeBron. We got to at least make the playoffs. And those guys, I think, understand and can get those young guys playing, but they can also go, go out and contribute. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I think they can make the AC. All right, man. So let's let's so let's jump into to Jesse, bro. I mean, this has been dominating oh dominating the news cycle for the last few days. But I want to read I want to read a quote, and I want to read two quotes, and then we can start off, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse Smellett, what about MAGA and the tens of millions of people you insulted with your racist and dangerous comments? Mike J, fuck out of here. This guy's the same person. <laughs> hey, man, I laugh. I don't mean to cut you off, but I laughed like a motherfucker when I read that on Twitter. <laughs> this guy's the same person been sued for housing discrimination, made false inflammatory statements about the Central Park Five, and uses campaign stops and Twitter to spew racist things. So that is so that is the that is the the dialogue between the leader of the free world and that boy Mike J about Jesse Smollett. <laughs> 
Bowtie, you have the floor. <laughs> hey man, that was some. Hey, that was some funny shit. When I saw it pop up, man, I was. I said, damn. I said, did he just say fuck out of here with the, with DT? You know, Donald. You know, Donald's e- easily gets in his feelings. He's oh, about yeah, to, I'm sure. I said, Mike Tate about to have a podcast on the watch list. Goddamn it! Like, right, hey, fuck, <laughs> hey, fuck, hey, and shout out to fuck Podbean too, man. We still, we still, it still ain't easy to be accessible on on the, on the damn desktop, man. So whoever them bitches that told on us or whatever, man. Hey, hey, hey man. The, the quote, hey, the quote, the quote, the quote, the great easy E can suck my doggy dick. And this is Mike. This, this ain't the type. This is Mike J saying it, man. So fuck them. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, man. I, I, I think that again, somebody needs to keep your president off of Twitter. Number one. Number two. Why, why would you even comment on something that that has nothing to do with politics or leading the free world? Like again, he's inserting himself into the shit that he's used to, which is media storms and no, no pun intended for Stormy Daniels either. Yeah, but you know, right. the the media storm, media story. fallout, yeah. all that type of shit. Like that's what he's used to. So he should have just kept his damn mouth shut, period, point blank. Um, but getting getting to Jesse, I, I feel like a lot of Twitter and a lot of people just in general, and I just can't help but say why. Like, what was the reason? I'm not saying he's still asserting. Uh, allegedly, he went back to, to the, you know, the set and to the studios and was telling, you know, Taraji and, and Terrence and the rest of the crew, you know, believe me, this is some ass, you know, they're, they're lying and so forth and so on. So I... Whatever it is, if it's if it's fake, I have the question of why. Like, what was the motive? Like, what did you anticipate? What was your end game? What were you anticipating to get from all this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I don't understand it. Like, what would have been the reason behind it all? If if what the if what the Chicago PD, who mind you, have a long history of being very crooked and criminal, beyond crooked. <laughs> beyond crooked so that's why i say i i can't put a whole lot of trust and faith into what the chicago pd is saying so i don't know all of it's alleged until something very factual comes out um but i just kind of i can't help but think why but then i think about it from a social impact because i know that he's a, a social activist type of guy he uses this platform he speaks a lot uh, about and for the lgbtq community and and uh, he speaks about being a black man and so forth and so on. So I, 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 I guess I'll ask you the question, Mike J. But but my questions are, what is this? Whatever the case may be, he done it or or it was actually real. Whatever it may be, what is the impact on the social movements that he's a part of and the things that he speaks on? You can I mean, with him, I think you can never put the movement in jeopardy but his involvement is going to be people going to distance themselves because dog you just went out there and lied think how hard it is for people of color and then people who are the lgbt community to have their to have their grievances taken seriously there's been like Mm -hmm. there has been an attack on trans people for years of black trans people who've been murdered and nothing and, and nothing happens and you know, yeah. and it's this, yeah. you're gonna and when you speak out, I'm like, oh, that's it. You're gonna be like, man, that's just that nigga Jesse. Man, fuck out of here, Jesse. You know, Jesse. Yeah. You know, th- I think that's what it is. And you can never give him that much power to say he has the, the impact on the movement because he's just not that important. But is this anything that he did positive? You're not gonna. It's gonna be taken on a grand assault. Even with the fact that Trump tweeted about it, right? You know, he probably yeah. was wait, he probably was waiting on this. He probably was in the shitter tweeting about this and all that all that all that, <laughs> all that fast food back up. 
And you know, he probably was just like, oh, this, you know, this gets off the real issue that we have going on in the country, which I predict later there's going to be a, you know, some shit go down with this wall. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Point. It's gonna. Not, you're not gonna take them shit. That's just like the boy who cried wolf. And you just. That's just like if you know we both have kids and your kids is like you know they tell fibs, then they tell stories, yeah. then they tell lies, then something serious happens. Your natural yeah. thing is gonna be like I don't know. I mean the fact and it was such a ruse. Like yo, like yo, let's like like yo, we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get Nigerian full full force together. <laughs> it's like yo man, yo man, you got the Nigerian full force up in the mug. So let me let me, let me run it back here. Not my type of Piper bird, brother. Yeah, not, not my type, type of Piper. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to shout out to our Nigerian homies, man. Shout out to my homies. Yeah, yeah. Shout they out to Nigerian homies. They got Nigerian full force, but everybody but Bowleg Lou. And these niggas was swole. Oh yeah, and then Jesse, did you see the the interview Jesse talking about? Yo, he hit me, and I hit this. I hit him back. Yo, if I'm Nigerian full force, you ain't swing on me, Jack. You nah. ain't fuck Jesse. You ain't. I ain't. You ain't getting no hood stripes from me saying you swung on Nigerian full force. Hell no, man. If I'm Nigerian full force, man, I would have beat the shit out of Jesse for giving me thirty five hundred dollars in it and a check. You know what I'm saying? Got me Bruh. out here buying the materials, Bruh. Bro, I like what somebody. I like what somebody. I, I, okay, so two things from both time friends. Number one, I agree. The way them, them them dudes was in shape. Yeah, they would they would have whooped his ass if it was for real. It wouldn't have been just a couple punches and I fell to the ground and got a scrape. They yeah. would have whooped his ass if they were serious. That's number one. Number two, I forgot who said it on Twitter, but somebody said, "Don't the, does it with all the things going on in, in Empire." Empire on the set. Don't you think they have all the stuff that he had them buy on set that he could have yeah, just used? <laughs> like, yo, you, like, bro, you, you see him in the store? He's too small. Yeah. Nigerian full force <laughs> niggas up in there buying buying this stuff like we're like the Hamburglar. Man, if you don't get the hell up out of here, Jesse. Yo, that's what I'm saying, man. Jesse, man, get the hell out of here. And uh, who was like, first they said they was going to throw gasoline on him. Like, no, let's get the bleach. Let's get the like, bleach. Bruh, number one. And, 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 and let me say this. You know, Jesse's on TV. He's on Empire. I'm sure he could probably get the Uber Eats. Bro, I'm not going out at 2 a.m. to get no damn Subway. No. I feel, like, I feel like I've worked too hard. I don't need Subway now. That's not a, I'm not shaming. That's just not my thing. Hey, man. I, if I'm Jesse Smollett, I'm going to be – my J, no, everybody who knows Bowtie Fresh, you know, outside of Bowtie Fresh, I got an uncle. He's famous. You know, professional athlete, millionaire. I'm having somebody go get the ice for me. I'm having somebody no go get it. No doubt. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Shout out. But that's how that's how my uncle rolled. Hey, he shout, he's not, he's hey, not shout out to his uncle. Like remember one time I was kicking it because you know, like both side friends are family. You know, that's my brother. Yeah. Like we like our families are like intermingled with each other. His yeah. aunt married my uncle anyway. So I'm out here with Bowtie's ties uncle, and yo, he pulls out the biggest water money I've ever seen in my life. Hey man, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yo, can you go get some pieces and make sure the pizza got hamburger on it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> man. Hey, my mom, hey, I mean, but but real talk, my uncle is real OG. You know what I mean? He's yeah. an ill dude. He's an ill dude. And I, and again, I, I'm not going to say it, my name or anything like that, but my, my uncle is a guy. You know, y'all would know him if I said his name. And he, he that's just how he rolls, man. Like, he's not going to be out at 2 a.m. and getting, you know, a Subway sandwich or whatever. Somebody's going to get that shit for him. I'm not eating now, Subway at all. <laughs> I I well, 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 that that too. I'm just saying, if I was in that, if 
if I was in that position, I'm like, I just got a hankering for some Subway. I'm gonna send somebody to go get it. Nice. I'm not. I'm not gonna be out at two a.m. Look, look that's okay. just, if I'm Jesse, I'm gonna have a badass nigga go get me. Go get me. Go get me a, the Uber Eats, and, and, and I'm good to go. Yo, you know what I'm saying? If I'm Jesse, if you hired Nigerian full force, you could have got an Uber Eats, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And yeah. then like, yo, we're gonna pour some bleach, nigga. You're not going on bleach on my clothes. Hey, you know these clothes. These you know these fine, expen- uh, you know these fine, you know, you know romantic wears that I'm rocking that, that I'm currently rocking right now. Got the merch gang coming out. Shout out to people who've been buying it. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. You ain't here talking about it. Well, the other thing is too, you know, Jesse already got a little beige rage in him. Oh, so shout out to put, beige rage. If, if, the, if the bleach get on the skin, it's gonna be a whole other situation. Yeah. So, <laughs> like Brody, like come on, man, Bruh. come on. But go go going back to something that's slightly more serious, you know, from Bowtie Fresh's standpoint, I think there's an individual like him that has that has spoken a lot and said a lot in different facets, and I'm gonna I'm gonna speak on the LGBTQ community. I think that this you touched on it a little bit earlier, but I think that this incident kind of has an effect or or a, a mute. I'm not gonna say a mute, but an adverse effect on the the things that are actually truly really happening in the LGBTQ community. You've got individuals of trans, you know, transgender individuals getting beat up or murdered and things like that. And and the police don't take it seriously. You don't really hear about it in the media. You have individuals that are gay and lesbian getting harassed every day or threatened daily. Um, You know, I'm, I'm an executive leader in, in my job and we hear about it just in my professional space. So I can imagine how much it happens outside of, you know, a controlled environment. And I think that something like this kind of has a negative connotation on them because people are going to begin to associate some of those claims or assertions that are truly happening as, uh, well, you know, how do we know, you know, Jesse Smollett's out here doing this or that, you know what I mean? And I think that it just, I think that it adds an unfair um, biased towards individuals in that community and I, and I think that that is something that's kind of understated because we got a lot of plight out here into minorities and individuals of color and, and um, unequal pay for women and, and the LGBTQ community and the Muslim Americans there's so many individuals our Hispanic brother and sister sisters there's so many individuals out here that need to have their voices heard um, and I think that something like this with the way our media and society works can now have a negative connotation uh, when when individuals in the gay and lesbian community speak up about things that they're experiencing. So I, I really hope that it doesn't. I'm just afraid that it will for those individuals. Yeah, because it's so easy for people. That's just like, you know, it's like, that, this is like when people, we talk about a, some, a police officer shooting somebody of color, and then what's the first response? What about black on black crime? And, and the, I think that's going to be the easy response for people who are harassed. Well, what about Jesse? That's why it's so disappointing. Like, we gave the people on this show, we gave the people who allegedly, Nigerian full force, but they weren't mm-hmm. Nigerian full force then. And they, they were. <laughs> you know, we gave them the twist. They, the, they were the assailants. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking, like, damn, boy, they were ready. And then I was uh, I was talking to my lady this morning. She's like, you should really dig into it, because that neighborhood in Chicago, they, 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 the comments, people said that neighborhood really is racist. So this dude, if he did set this stuff up, he knew what he was doing. You mm-hmm. You, you, you were the mastermind behind this. And what's up with Chicago being the mastermind for ill shit? You got Robert out here, can't can't have Reed running oh, damn. sex Oh, read. damn. <laughs> I mean, you know that bothers me, bro. It's not yeah. the fact that he can't read the fact that you have all these resources to 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 
fuck little girls, but nigga, you can't have Reed. And you got Jesse out here hiring Nigerian full force with a $3,500 check and making them look like the Hamburglar. That's, <laughs> it, it bothers me, man. People do stuff like that. And you're talking about a noose and everything else. And also, while we own this, Burberry can go ahead and go to hell too. Did you see that outfit they had with the? Yeah, that's, I so saw maybe that. maybe Jesse was maybe Jesse was modeling for Burberry. Then so he's like, "Bet I can use the noose around my neck when Nigerian full force jump me." I'm like, <laughs> man, fuck out of here, Jesse. But yeah, man, I really just want so y'all. Just, just so y'all know, we might have a Nigerian full force T-shirt coming out. <laughs> just keep it on the And shout out to my Nigerian, because one of one of you know, shout out to the to the homie, man. He's Nigerian, and everything. So this ain't our no young brother. Our young brother. Oh, yeah, yeah, young, he, young, he, young brother, he, man. He, he know. He know, what ain't, he, he know it ain't no diss, yeah, man. He, so, man. He know shout how we Shout out, out to the shout out to the homie Kingsley, man. Homes King. Yeah. You know, so he's day day one down with the with the podcast, man, and buying merch and everything else. Ain't this all love, man? But it's the Nigerian full force, they should have whooped Jesse's ass. You they should have. If this would have been New Jack and Mustafa Muhammad, they would have fucked, fucked Jesse's ass. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> if y'all want to know who New Jack is, Google Smoky Mountain Wrestling. <laughs> you see New Jack. And New Jack will take you places that I'm not willing to go. <laughs> but uh, New Jack's a wild boy. <laughs> But man, but yeah, that that's crazy, man. So hey, man. So let's 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 pivot off of let's let's, let's pivot off of Jesse, man. So I know you want to talk about um, that Black Panther movie that's supposed to be coming out with uh the dude was that the dude from Get Out? Was that him? Oh, you talking about um uh uh yeah yeah uh, Daniel Kaluuya and yeah. Keith Stanfield? So it's supposed to be a excuse me, it's a um uh Ryan Coogler is producing it, and directing it, I believe, or. Uh, something like he, he's the, pretty much the, the mastermind behind it all. But Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stansfield are going to star in this movie uh, about Fred Hampton. So I want I told Mike J that I wanted to, to shout this out on the podcast. Number one, all three of them brothers are, are doing great things right now. You know, careers are, are really prospering right now. Always good to see, you know, some brothers, A, prospering, but B, prospering together. You know, oftentimes, yeah. oh, excuse me, oftentimes we, uh, we kind of bring each other down, you know what I mean? Or we don't want to see someone else succeed. So it's great to see uh, individuals of color starting to, to prosper together and, and bring each other up. But um, I definitely am, am very interested in seeing this movie. I think I would probably be there, you know, that for that opening weekend. Um, I've always been a, a, a fan or follower of Fred Hampton and some of the things that he has said. Again, when I say I completely agree with everything or nothing like that, but just some of the ideology. And, and kind of the pioneering that he had and the impact that he had during that time frame. Um, but more importantly, like I said, for me, I, I like seeing I like seeing brothers click up, man. I like seeing our, our, our people kind of get come together and have success together. You know what I mean? Like they're they're sharing the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not bigger than you, or there's just not this one one black actor. Like we got we got Lawrence Fishburne. Now we're gonna transition to Denzel. Now we're gonna transition to Samuel L. Like no, like all of these black actors and we're making Hollywood appreciate us all, you know, as a collective at the same time, we don't have to take turns. So no. um, I'm excited about this project, man. And I really hope that it comes to fruition. And, 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 I'm, and I'm sure we're Ryan Cougar behind, behind the, the, the camera man, it's going to be great, man. So definitely big shout out to all three of those brothers and anybody associated with that project. Hey, also, man, I just seen something on my Instagram. Yo, man, I didn't know that you and uh, my homeboy DJ Dave y'all had the same birthday, man. So shout out to the home to the homie DJ Dave. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Birthday, man. So uh, 
Yeah, man. So definitely, he just gave you the shout out. So you know, this is live. So we do this joint it's super, super live. But uh, but yeah, man. But also, it's gonna be a new show. You come on, Lena Waithe's gonna have a show. I seen that. Is that how to make love yeah. to that to a black woman or a woman? I couldn't. Yeah, uh, it said black woman. How to make okay. love to a black woman? So Lena Waithe and and, and I always mispronounce her name, Kathy Kasekis. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a comedy pilot um, that's been picked up by Showtime pretty much. Um, and. They're supposed to be starting. Um, I, I believe that a lot of a lot of few episodes are already written, um, but they're still developing it and that sort of deal. But I'm, I definitely want to shout out again to those sisters um, that are prospering. Lena Waithe is really killing the game right now. She's yeah. doing so much stuff, man. So big shout out to her. Have you seen uh, Boomerang yet? Have you seen her Boomerang show yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Yeah. I got it. I just got, it's, it's on my DVR. I got a lot of gang of stuff I got to get through this weekend. Dope shit. But man, like I said, sh shout out to her. Um, shout out to Lena Way for sure. De definitely being a black woman doing this thing and, and, and a lesbian black woman uh, doing this thing, man. So shout out to her representing multiple communities and struggles and that sort of thing. But I'm definitely hyped about seeing this project too, man. Glad Showtime was able to pick it up, man. Um, I hope I'm anxious to kind of see how this unfolds. I know it's going to be. I know it's going to be dope, man. I, I haven't seen anything that that she's been the Lena Way has been associated with or Kathy for that matter that has been kind of whack. So. Um, again, I'm 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 happy that they are growing and prospering together, uh, sharing sharing that wealth, sharing that success, sharing that knowledge, and, and just kind of pushing the envelope, man. So it just opened up a lot of doors for all of us creatives. You know, Mike Jay and I are not in film, but we are considered creatives with this podcast as we create continue to create content, create out avenues and and outreaches and networks. So um, definitely shout out to all the creatives out there that are, that are doing their thing and, and opening doors and knocking down doors, man. Oh, no doubt. Shout out to West Coast Productions. I can make y'all merch if y'all need me. Holler at me. Holler at me. in this pod on Twitter, man. I, I can make y'all merch if y'all want, you know, want me to. Let me let me get on the design team. I don't want to be the boom, Mac, Mike guy. I don't want to sit and y'all stab me because I don't want to shake anybody's hands. But uh, we definitely, you can pay me through Cash App. But, uh, <laughs> but hey, Bowtie, man, I think we're almost done, man. So give us give us a good word, man, to, you know, to, to finish up the week, my brother. A good word. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give this word a shout out to the individual. Uh, it is Dr. J. Julius Irvin. So I'm giving this one as a, you know, just motivation for ending the All-Star Week. All-Star Weekend, NBA games are starting to come back up. But uh, Dr. J. said the key to success is to keep growing in all areas of life, mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical. Um, so again, I, I like that because it came, it, it's, he's not, you know, one of these, you know, scholarly type people or whatever, but given that from Dr. J and I think that it touches on a lot of things. Um, oftentimes, you know, we're in the gym working out, you know, trying to make sure we're physically healthy or look a certain way. Um, but we're emotionally drained or mentally drained or beat up or defeated, you know, spiritually defeated. Um, and I think that we, I think that that for me, it was good and, and it resounds that we got to make sure that we have a balance and, and take care of all aspects of us as individuals. So, that is the quote, uh, motivational quote for, for Bowtie Fresh this week, and I hope that y'all enjoy it and live it up. Yeah, no no doubt, no doubt, man. So definitely, man, you got to have that, man, because I ain't going to lie, it's been a tough week for y'all, so y'all pray for both of them. Definitely pray for me, man, because between the extra mayo and everything else going on, it's been rough. So this is like my outlet. So definitely, man, take care of yourself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and uh, definitely we're getting ready to get out of here. So uh, let me sit back before I – Make this a weird little sound. Yeah, man. man. If y'all uh, y'all want to uh, can continue continue to support the the Grow Managed podcast, man, we love y'all. Definitely appreciate all the support. Uh, you know, if if y'all got if y'all in interested in merchandise, go ahead. And, <clears throat> excuse me. Go ahead and hit us up. You know, DM us or send us an email at the Grow Managed Podcast at Gmail. 
um, hit either one of us up on, on Twitter or Instagram um, and just let us know if you got if you're interested, you know, in, in some merch and, and we'll work that out, man. No, no doubt, man. So I'm going to chop this episode up and we will have this mug up and loading probably the next hour. Or so I mean, I'll holler at y'all, man. Appreciate all the love. We out. Peace.